Good morning. I've, I've realised as I've listened back to the podcasts of myself preaching that it's quite helpful to have like a beginning. So that was my beginning. I said good morning. So there we go. I'll let out the rest of this waffle out. Um, good morning. The kingdom of God is such an important topic. It's such a critical uh, critical topic, a theme of the Bible. Jesus, Jesus announced it. Jesus demonstrated it. Jesus inaugurated it. Uh, Jesus, Jesus sowed it. Uh, Jesus taught about it. Jesus used parables to explain it. He said things like it was here. Uh, He said that it was at hand and he said that it was coming. So today we're going to turn our attention back to the back to the kingdom of God, and and much of what I'm going to say uh, comes from this little book by by John Wimber. It's called Kingdom Come, Experience the Kingdom Now, and I love it. And I love this. Uh, it's, it's like a little book. It, it doesn't take very long to read, but it's just, it's just packed with so much goodness. And guess what? I have a spare copy, and so I'm going to do a giveaway. And the giveaway is this. The giveaway is this. The first person, the first person who can yell out as loud as they can what these two words mean. Who was that? Who was the first? Yeah? All right. Well, you figure it out. You fight over it. There you go. The year of the Lord, the year of the Lord. Actually, speaking about giveaways, we've been doing, Miranda and us, and we've done some cleaning up in the office, and we've discovered heaps of cool things. And one of the things we talked about is a whole lot of little books about uh, sort of vineyards and vineyard values and the things that we want to hold on to. Here goes Miranda, she's going to show, show you. And they're all there just to give away. So if you want some of these things, there you go. Um, one's about the kingdom, uh, one's about caring for the poor. <laughs> that was the, the best demonstration. So just help yourself, help yourself, whatever takes your fancy. If you think that you are the first at saying uh, the year of the Lord, then uh, don't fight Susan, but go grab one of those free things there. A.D. And then just in case you don't know who this is talking about, it's talking about Jesus. <laughs> the Lord is Jesus. The full Latin phrase, you're right, I have gone down a rabbit hole of Latin this week. Uh, the full Latin phrase is, and excuse my pronunciation, my Latin is, is just awful. Mr. Tattersall was my uh, third form teacher and he'd just be like, I don't know if he's still alive, but he'd be not happy with me. Anno Domini, Nostri, Jesu Christi, how's that for Latin? In the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's the full phrase. And in this phrase, AD, it's going out of fashion a little bit, isn't it? Uh, with, with some people, um, those people, some other people, um, thinking that it's far more uh, neutral and inclusive to say, you know, current or, or common era, CE. Um, I don't know what you think about that, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a fan. But it doesn't really matter because it still turns, it still turns on and revolves around the birth of Jesus. Whether you call it A.D. or C.E., don't, don't worry about it too much. Like, uh, it's, it's about the birth of Jesus. A.D. stands for Domini, Lord or Master. And, and from this, we get words like dominion. Um, or what's this is like the, the area, the realm of, of sovereignty. So this, this phrase, A.D., it, it points to Jesus as the king. No wonder people don't like it. <laughs> Well, they would if they knew who Jesus was, really was. He's the king who invaded history. 
2,022 years ago. And with the king comes his kingdom. Oh, what good is a king without a kingdom? King, his kingdom, his dominion. Yeah, dominion. Uh, we were talking, Miranda and I were talking before about the new Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie, Dominion. And I, I don't know, I, I probably won't see it, but my guess is it's about dinosaurs taking over the world. Something like that, something like that. Sounds awesome. Um, Jesus ushered in the kingdom of God. This was his main message. This is the good news, the gospel, as Zoe talked about this a few weeks ago and met the week before. I don't have any of these scriptures up on the, up on the PowerPoint. Um, I'm sorry, but in Luke 4, 43, he says, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. His, his purpose was to speak the good news of the kingdom of God. He, and he spoke about the kingdom in all kinds of ways, and he often used uh, parables to, to illustrate aspects of it. Uh, all kinds of things, you know, uh, illustrate what it is, what the kingdom is, because we get confused about that. When it is, again, we get confused about that. Where it is. Uh, in um, one chapter of, of Matthew, chapter, chapter 13 alone, there's, there's seven parables that Jesus used to talk about the kingdom of God. Seven parables, all in this one chapter. There's other parables too. So I, I encourage you to go and pick up, um, pick up Matthew and read, read through some of these parables and let God speak to you. Matthew 13, 44, here's one of them. Actually, two of them, they come together, a couplet. He writes, he says, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven, which in Matthew is the same thing as the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Like, look, at, look at these guys. They're a bit crazy, aren't they? They're a bit crazy. The first guy, he finds a field, he finds a field and he discovers treasure in it, hides the treasure, sells everything that he has to buy it, but full of joy. And the, and the second guy, this guy that's um, hunting for, for pearls, he finds the pearl of great value. He sells everything that he has to obtain this pearl. Earlier, back in chapter six, Jesus talked about how, how we have a tendency, uh, give me a hand if this is you, we, we have a tendency to get a bit anxious about things. <laughs> yes, I do. About, we get a bit anxious about our lives, about what we eat, about uh, what we wear, and so on. And he, and he, says, he says this, don't seek, don't seek after those things, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. That's Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's like saying, let, let the kingdom fill your minds. Let the kingdom um, have your attention instead of the things of life that make us worry. I mean, we've got so many things to worry about. Why don't we uh, try to divert our attention and give our attention to the, to the kingdom? It's like saying, if you don't understand it, then do something about it. <laughs> like the, the guys in those stories we looked at, they sold everything they had to obtain the, obtain the treasure, which was the kingdom of God. Do what you can. Read scriptures. Ask God. Talk to God to get an understanding of the kingdom of God. 
The kingdom of God is like, a, is, is like the pearl of great value. It's worth all that we have and more. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've been a Christian for a wee while and I've, I've learned about, I've heard about the kingdom of God uh, quite a lot over my short life. And um, thanks for not laughing. That wasn't a joke. I'm a, I'm a, young, I'm a young, young man. <laughs> I'm not wearing a hat because of my grey hair. No. <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. What here? I've been so I've been I've heard about the kingdom of God a lot, and but the, the incredible thing with the kingdom of God is is the more I hear about, it, the more I learn about it, the more it amazes me, the more it fascinates me. When I actually take time to direct my direct my attention and give time to learning about it and thinking about it and praying about it and and looking for it, it's like this is just this incredible excitement that comes up. It's a it's a beautiful, wonderful mystery. It's a it's a mystery of of old and new treasures. And it's not just for middle-aged, grey-haired, but covered by a red hat, uh, people like me. <laughs> Actually, my head's getting quite warm, but I've got such bad hair here that I'm not going to take it off. <laughs> but it's not just for, for clowns like me. Jesus said in Luke 18, 16, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such, as they, for, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So it's not for the, you know, it's <laughs> whatever, you know. It's for everybody. It's simple and it's profound. It's, it's easy to understand and it's hard to understand. It's like layer upon layer upon layer. Wasn't there, isn't that like Viennetta, like that old ice cream? Layer upon layer. Ah, oh, was it? Yeah, an onion, an onion, or something that tastes good. Lasagna, lasagna layer upon layer, <laughs> lasagna. There's a picture of the kingdom of God, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> oh, what I've got in my notes is it's like a diamond. And like a diamond, anyone can look at a diamond and say, that, that, that's a great looking diamond. It's a beautiful diamond. And yet an expert looks at a diamond under like a magnifying glass or a microscope or whatever, and then they see all of the facets of the diamond, how well it's been cut, and they can truly appreciate the worth of that diamond. And so that with the kingdom, we can appreciate it uh, like in, in sort of a, a surface or a, uh, as we first begin to hear about it, we can appreciate it and go, yeah, that's awesome. Or as we get closer to it, we discover, oh, it's better than I thought. Seek first. Seek first, Jesus says. It's not seek once, seek first. Simple yet profound. I'm going to take a bit of a, a bit of a div, bit of a diversion. Um, I I quite enjoy sci-fi. Who who else enjoys sci-fi? Ah, that wow! Look at that. Many people, and I especially enjoy sci-fi about time travel. Who are you like me? Time travel, <laughs> yeah, time travel. <laughs> On the way into church this morning, I was just like. If you could time travel anywhere, where would you go? And, and she had the great answer. It was like going back to the Garden of Eden. And I had the, like, the stink answer was I wanted to go back in time to Tuesday last week so I could reorganize my week. <laughs> was like, where would you go? Would you go right back to the Garden of Eden in just a few days? <laughs> I really like time travel. I wish I could do it. And, um, I mean, you know, the greatest trilogy of all time was Back to the Future. Amen. <laughs> I love that movie. And anyway, I, 
uh, I've, I discovered on uh, TV, TV On Demand, TVNZ On Demand, it's called TV Plus now, if you didn't realize, I don't know why, uh, TV On Demand, this, this series called 12 Monkeys. And, and it's based on, a, based on a movie, a really old movie from 1995 with Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt and other famous people in it. Um, anyway, with the, with the TV series, uh, the, the basic premise is that there's, there's this guy from the future, James Cole, all the way from, the, from James Cole, JC, all the way from 2043, that's 21 years away. Anyway, he travels back in time to 2015, and to get, get this, to, to stop a deadly plague, <laughs> a deadly virus <laughs> filling the earth. And, and so in 2017, according to the TV series, 7 billion people get killed by this virus. Like, oh, this is a bit, this is hitting a bit close, you know, with what we've been going through the last couple of years. But anyway, like it's, it's probably a coincidence that he's called JC, um, James Cole, JC, but in a way, it's it's a little bit. He's a little bit like Jesus, <laughs> you know. Tessa Tessa thinks I'm watching TV, but I'm actually doing research for my messages. So <laughs> this is the only reason why I'm pulling this in this morning. <laughs> this is why I want to go back in time. Less sci-fi, more preach prep. Um, but it's a little bit like Jesus, okay, hold on. Because Jesus invaded the present. And it's like Jesus brought with him this future kingdom, the kingdom of, of, of the future when all things are made perfect and made right. And he, and he brings things of that future kingdom into the present. Okay, does that work? Time travel, it works for me. Okay, so let's go back a little bit because it's really important that we get, it's really important that we get what is meant by this phrase, kingdom of God. What did Jesus mean? I know that Matt kind of touched on it a few few weeks ago and probably Zoe a few weeks ago, but if you're like me, your memory is shot. It's gone. So even if it's just for me, I'm going to go back over it a little bit. And again, like drawing heavily from that book, um, that John Wimber's book, um, I'm pretty sure it's okay to plagiarize one of the founders off your move, church movement, right? I think it's all right. I'm, I'm going to try to give him credit. We, you know, Jesus said, when Jesus, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God and he, and he said that he, he had to tell people about the kingdom of God, this was a phrase that people, that people um, when they heard it, it meant something. It wasn't a completely new phrase. He was speaking to, to Jewish expectation. And there were two main expectations, two main expectations of, of what this kingdom would be. The first one was, was the expectation of a, of a political or, or geographic kingdom. Like... <sighs> <laughs> I thought this was really funny. You've probably heard of, of MAGA, Make America Great Again. Have you heard of MIGA, Make Israel Great Again? No, you haven't heard of it because I made it up. But this is the... <laughs> so <laughs> many Jews, many Jews at the time, they're looking back to the, to the good old days of King David. The good, good old King David, he nailed. He was the leader that you know the golden days. Make Israel great again. I'm sure they would have had a hat and they would have worn it. Um, and the and the and prophets they kind of spoke to the spoke to this hope too. They they spoke about a descendant of King David, the Messiah, who would come, the Son of Man. And, and Daniel seven, uh, I just want to read. Dan, I love this phrase. One of these passages in, in Daniel seven. This is the vision of the Son of Man that Daniel saw. He goes, this is Daniel 7, 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a Son of Man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. 
and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. This was like the future expectation, the expectation of of, uh, the Jews in the day of Jesus. The Son of Man, he's going to come, he's going to establish this eternal kingdom. At the end of that passage in Daniel 7, uh, Daniel writes, Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me and my colour changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. I just thought that was so interesting. I think he felt really unwell. His colour changed. Anyway, that was some of my thoughts. Amos 9, 14, another prophet that spoke about it, and he he prophesied this. I will restore, this is Amos 9, 14. I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel, and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and, and drink their wine, and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. So this was one of the expectations around Jesus. It was It was nationalism, Jewish nationalism. And we know nationalism can go a bit wrong, eh? But, but we see this also in, in John 6, uh, John six fifteen. All of a sudden, uh, Jesus has, has fed thousands of people and then all of a sudden he withdraws from the people. And it says in John, John 6, 15, it says he does this because perceiving, perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountains by himself. They wanted to, they wanted to make him king, force him to be king. All right, so that's one of the expectations. These are really general. This, the second expectation was, was this expectation of a, of a supernatural kingdom. So, um, sort of in the intertestamental period at around 200 BC before Jesus, the Jewish people, had, they'd been through such horrific persecution. And, the, and, and some, some, uh, some people had lost hope in an earthly kingdom. They'd lost hope in this uh, sort of political geographic kingdom of Omega. They thought God had to destroy the evil present in this age before he could establish his kingdom. Uh, John Wimber writes in that little book, they envisioned a new world in which all evil, demons, sickness, and death could be defeated and eradicated. And so they, they would divide history into two periods. There was the, the evil period, this present evil age, and the good, the good to come, this future kingdom, a good kingdom to come. And so they set, this, they set their hope in the age to come. And so if you could travel back in time to around the time of Jesus, and you could have a chat with some of the people on the street, like, what, what do you think about the kingdom of God? And they, they might have like touched on some of these kinds of thought, ideas. This is what people might have heard or understood when Jesus announced the kingdom of God. And it seems like Jesus, Jesus was capturing a little, a little bit of both, both and more. And so he refers to himself as the son of man. He, he says, yeah, I'm the son of man. And he, and he, and he indicates and he, and he talks about how the king, coming kingdom would involve judgment of the nations. You know, if you want to read about that, open up your Bible to Matthew 24, chapter 24. He is the Messiah that has come that they expected. But he also spoke that there was a day to come in the future that the Son of Man would, where he would come again. And the reason, and he said that, that the reason for his coming was to destroy the, work, destroy the works of the devil. If you, if you read 1 John 3.18, it says that he's come to, he came to destroy the works of the devil. 
Again, uh, quoting from J-Dub, John Wimber, by claiming to be the Son of Man, Jesus said the kingdom of God had come in Him. The divine invader was going on record. I love that, the divine invader. The divine invader was going on record. I'm here, watch out. I'm gonna set everything straight. This is the beginning of the end of Satan and evil. That's That's a good quote, quote, eh? Divine invader going on record. <laughs> and so, so in Jesus' earthly ministry, he established his kingly reign by, by, by overcoming evil. He didn't just talk about it, he did. He, he set people free from demons, he healed people from sickness, he even calmed down storms, he even raised people from the dead. He exercised rule and reign. And, and so, again, I'm not kind of going back over things that we might, might have heard before, but I think this, this, is, this is just this exciting stuff. The kingdom of God is the dynamic reign and rule of God. It's dynamic, not static. It's less to do with geography, and it's more, it's all to do with God's will. Where God, where God's will is being done, where God's will is being done. And so, uh, like, I live in this world that uh, like, there's still evil. Evil has, has not been eradicated. But, but, but the, the process, process has, has begun in Jesus. This is one of the really surprising thing, things, things about, about Jesus. There was this Jewish expectation of, of the Messiah, the Son of Man, who would, who would, who would you know, establish this, the, either an earthly kingdom or a, or a supernatural kingdom. And then Jesus comes, and instead of it all happening at once, it was like he divided his time in two. And, and, and he, kind of, he kind of lands on the earth, and begins this process, but then there's the delay. And the delay was completely, was unexpected. But Jesus talks about that a lot. You look at different, different parables that he talks about. The delay, the waiting, the yearning in our hearts. Like we've been waiting 20,022 years. I know I look young, but we've been waiting a long time. 20,000. Yeah, yeah. I think they're kind of the sound wrong the way out. I'm exaggerating for effect. I barely yeah. We've been waiting two million years. I've been waiting a long time anyway. And Jesus taught his followers how to pray. And he says, Pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we know that his will is not being done everywhere, all the time, on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, God's will is being done, right? Okay, we got that clear. In heaven, everything is as God intends it to be. On earth, we catch glimpses. We see signs. But there will be a day to come. This is what we, we, you know, we took communion this morning, we remember. There will be a day to come when all creation will see and acknowledge Jesus' reign. In practice, willingly or unwillingly. All will bow. So right now we live in this tension. A mixture of good and evil. That the tension of the kingdom, you might have heard some of these phrases before. The now or not yet. The kingdom of God is present, but it is present in an evil world. 
uh, you might have heard of the, um, the parable of the weeds in Matthew 13. And this parable talks about good seed growing up at the same time as the weeds. And it's not until the end of the age that, that the weeds are dealt with and destroyed. There was an, um, an influential, at least um, for Virginia Church, is a really influential theologian now called George Ladd. And in 1974, he wrote this. This age, which extends from creation to the day of the Lord, is the age of human existence and weakness and mortality, of evil, sin and death. The age to come will see the realisation of all that the reign of God means. It will be the age of resurrection into eternal life into, in the kingdom of God. So we're living between times. Between the, the inauguration of the kingdom of God and, and the consummation of the kingdom of God. Uh, another, another phrase you might have heard, we live in the presence of the future. The future has invaded the present. And we see glimpses of it and we... And we we sometimes we experience it, or we feel it. Like if we, you know, if you feel the peace of God, or uh, if you've been been healed, or you've seen somebody be healed, or um, or you've come into salvation, you're sort of like tasting of that future. Yeah, so maybe now you understand why I was twelve monkeys reminds me of Jesus. Why I researched. Watching 12 monkeys reminds me of Jesus and the kingdom of God because it's as though Jesus has invaded this age and he's brought with him the things of this future age. Revelation 21, if you ever want, if you want to um, let your hearts be filled with hope, just turn to the end, turn to the chapter 21 of Revelation. It's at the back of your Bible, it's easy to find. Yeah, I'll do it now, I'll prove it. What's happening? You got a microphone in your hand. I gotta get one of those Britney Spears mics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I can dance at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. My imagination's going a bit weird. <laughs> 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 like, like a monkey. Like a monkey, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> like 12 monkeys. Like 12 monkeys. <laughs> 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 the 12 disciples. <laughs> Alright, Revelation 21 3, I've found it. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying. When he talks about mourning, it's not before 12. He's talking about mourning when somebody dies. Nor crying. There'll be no crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. What a promise. What a hope. Like everybody, I reckon everybody longs for that. There's some somewhere in their hearts go, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was no pain? Wouldn't it be great if there was no aging? Yes. Wouldn't, Wouldn't it be, be great, great if there was no mourning or death? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And this, is, this, this is the promise of, um, of Jesus. This is the promise of the Bible, of God. No crying, no death, no mourning. Who doesn't long for these things? 
Yeah, Jesus, Jesus talks about, about like, like seek first, first the kingdom of God. God. This, this is what we can put our minds, minds on. Yeah. When, uh, when, uh, this, is, this is the reality of the kingdom of God. It's the reality of it. When God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Everywhere. That's the future. When when God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, everywhere. And I love it how it's God's dwelling place. And you can imagine like a dwelling place. We talked about temples quite a lot over the years. How temples are a dwelling place. The dwelling place of God. The whole earth being his dwelling place. As we are also his dwelling place. Oh, it's crazy. It's amazing. And so in Jesus' earthly ministry, we see signs of that future reality. He is the king who brings the kingdom. His dynamic rule demonstrating who he is, just who he is, and also pointing uh, what's to come. Again, I want to quote from, uh, from George Laird, a theologian from the 70s. He wrote, The kingdom of God is the redemptive reign of God, dynamically active to establish his rule among men. And then this kingdom which will appear as an apocalyptic act at the end of the age, has already come into human history in the person and mission of Jesus to overcome evil, to deliver men from its power and to bring them into the blessings of God's reign. The kingdom of God involves two great moments, fulfillment within history and consummation at the end of history. It is precisely this background which provides the setting for the parables of the kingdom. Two moments, fulfillment in Jesus. The kingdom is fulfilled in Jesus, but it's not yet consummated.
most, most, most of these getting better. better. But, but every, every now and again, again so the past year has been challenging. You wake up at one hour, every one hour, two hours, three hours, whatever, you don't want to hear about it. But then every now and again, you get strictures where you can sleep for four hours. Four hours. Four hours! And, and like these, these are little signs that one day they yeah. come in the future. Eli's got to sleep all through the night. <laughs> so, so we live towards, towards the future, and my memory will be restored. It's a picture for the, the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, and so, so another story coming up on Tuesday. One of my favourite days of the year is the winter solstice. The, the shortest, shortest day or the longest night. <laughs> but, but it's, it's my favourite because, because after that, the days get longer. And I wrote about it in the email, email that I sent down this week, right? The days get longer. And, and if, you know, I think most of you lived in Wellington for a little while, and you know that the days might be getting longer, but they're getting colder. Yeah. The, the coldest days are yet to come, but the days are getting longer. Yeah, yeah. And this gives me hope, and maybe it gives you hope as well, of a summer to come. Like, like a summer vigilante in Wellington is going to be, I don't know, 25 to 30 degrees every day. The future kingdom of summer of Wellington, right? We live at home. Yeah, we live at home. We dream. We dream. We dream on that day. And so every day, after Tuesday, every day, the day is getting a bit longer. Small signs, but signs nonetheless of a warm and sunny summer. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. Too weird. Um, and it's just like that, hey, with, with, with Jesus. He entered history two, 20 million years ago, 2022 two, two, two years ago. And, and it's like the solstice. He, he comes in and things have changed after that point. I know it's been a long time. And we, we, we wait, we have expectation. But, but, but we, we fix our eyes on the prize constantly, seeking first his kingdom. We're living in 2022 AD, the year of the Lord. Jesus is Lord and King. And he said, seek first his kingdom. Seek first, like, this is what I, maybe this message is about encouraging us. Let's keep an eye out. Uh, let's see if we can catch signs of it. Let's look for signs of his kingdom. Let's, let's pay attention. Let's ask, ask God, God to show us, us maybe you're, you're watching TV and see on demand, 12 monkeys, and then God speaks to you through that of the kingdom, like it did to me. Like, oh, invite God to speak to you, show us, Lord. What is your kingdom like? How can we, how can we participate? Ask God to show us, to remind us, help us understand, help us to be citizens of heaven. Thanks for speaking about that a few weeks ago, Zoe. How to be citizens of heaven. How to be agents of his kingdom. Active participants, whether we're children or whether we're geriatrics like me. Help us to be people. Sorry, people are old. I know people that are older than me. I suddenly realize that if I'm a geriatric, my brother. So Jesus instructed us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And um, again, like a final quote from John, but he, he, he kind of transliterates like this. Father, show us your heavenly will. Show us your heavenly will so we can represent you here on earth. So your reign and authority in our lives can advance and overcome Satan. Now. 
So why don't we pray? Do you understand with me? And we'll pray and we'll just wait, wait on the Lord and we'll see if He's um, you know, speaking anything to us at the moment. Um, and then also to have opportunity to, to better pray, pray for one another. And so, uh, again, like we'll, we'll, we'll make the space down the front available for prayer. Um, can I also encourage if you're not receiving prayer, but um, but you know how to say your kingdom come, then you also come and pray for others. And then somebody can simply say that or whatever, you know, however you pray.